You're listening to the Fantasy Alarm Fantasy Football Podcast with host Howard Bender and John and Pemba. What's going on, everybody? John and Pemba here with Howard Bender. This is the Fantasy Alarm NFL DFS Podcast going into week five, Howard. And my God, you are on an absolute heater when it comes to not only your NFL DFS playbook that you put out uh, for Sundays, but your showdown write-ups have been bringing in the cash for all of our subscribers as well. Uh, The Thursday night showdown, we had another member of FA Nation in our Discord uh, share the screenshot. He won just under 100K last night as part of a split with that uh, Rams and Seahawks game. Of course, we had Millionaire Mike come in first place. Uh, basically in back-to-back tournaments. He won the Millie on Sunday, and then recently he also chopped up a first-place win uh, in showdown right up there as well a couple weeks ago, or last week, rather. So, I mean, the DFS content that you're putting out, man, it is it is unbelievable, and everything that we got going on here uh, at Fantasy Alarm for the DFS content has just been, uh, it's been on point so far. It's, uh, yeah, and it's been a hell of a ride. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to turn around and, and, and thumb my nose at it um at all it's been absolutely fantastic um c- congratulations to everybody who's listening right now congratulations uh on the wins i mean that's just absolutely huge um I, you know I, I don't even know what to say about it right you know i mean aside from the fact of why isn't it me but <laughs> right. you know i'm i'm totally digging on this i love the fact that people are winning money and you know what it's it's real people right it's like life-changing money they're yeah. really you know, what's happening for them has been, you know, absolutely um, phenomenal. I'm, I'm so happy for them. And, uh, yeah, all I want to do is just keep getting at it. Like, keep going back and uh, and, and keep winning. Yeah, exactly. We'll, uh, we'll we'll see if we can find some more Impemba specials maybe this week there, Howard. You know, quarter Oh, all the Impemba specials. There's already yeah. one on the watch list. How much more do you want? Why don't you just, <laughs> you know what, I'll tell you what. Why don't you just do the playbook this weekend? Uh, well, not this weekend, Howard, but I will be soon. Well, you're uh, well, you're in Vegas coming up, I think you are, right, for, uh, for a little, little trip? What is it a fish vacation? What do you got going on here coming up soon? Yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's a fish vacation, a little Halloween fun for me, and, uh, and I'm super psyched about it. And, yes, there will be – it will be the rare moment of, of me taking off. Although I think I've done this before in the, in the past where you've taken – you've done the playbook for a week. You've taken I, a so I did, I did a watch list for you once. I didn't end up doing the full playbook. But um, this is going to be – that playbook – is going to have in Pemba special before every player. So uh, <laughs> yeah, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be fun. And we're going to look for some in Pemba specials this week as well. It's, I don't like to oversaturate everybody. Uh, you know, Dan Malin, of course, every once in a while will throw in a play that, that hits. And, you know, when I'm really liking a guy or a matchup, I'll, I'll kind of sneak in in a Pemba special in there. Uh, how we may have one uh, already. I kind of, I, you put him in the watch list already. Like you said, he's probably going to end up being a little bit more chalkier than the 5% that Cordero Patterson was uh, last week. But uh, we'll get to that when we hit the positions. Uh, this is going to be a pretty interesting, we got a 12 game slate in Howard. This For me, this is kind of a, you know, we're, we're missing the Chiefs, right? So like that automatically takes out, you know, Patrick Mahomes, that takes out Travis Kelsey, Tyree Kill. Um, there's also no Bills, uh, you know, because of the Sunday night game there. So there's no Josh Allen. There's no uh, Stefan Diggs. You know, there's no Lamar Jackson on this slate because of the Ravens playing on Monday. Um, yeah, we're not really worried about the Jets and the, and the, and the Falcons not being on the slate because they're playing the 9 a.m. London game. But, you know, when these big teams are sort of oh, in the on, prime... Ridley against the, the Jets, that would have been a smash spot. Oh, really? Didn't even travel to to London. So I know. I'm just saying, like when you saw that at the beginning of the year, and you saw that on the schedule, you were like super psyched about it. It's probably true. So, but when those when those key teams are off, you know, off the main slate, it, it kind of makes things a little bit more interesting. Um, we're also going to be looking at a slate that Christian McCaffrey is going to be out of. He's not healthy. Uh, he's already been. I think he's doubtful, but he's unlikely to play. Um, from everything that I've seen. So when it comes to like the top, top spend ups, um, you know, there aren't really a ton of true options here. Um, yes, there are higher priced guys, but you know, you're not looking at some of the guys that we are chalkier plays that we're used to spending up for. So uh, for me, roster bills this week um, should be pretty interesting, but I just want to start it off with the quarterback position here, Howard. 
Uh, Kyler Murray is the top price play. He's going up against the San Francisco 49ers defense that, according to DraftKings, is along the 30th most fantasy points to to the uh, uh, to the quarterback position. So they're the second worst team, I guess. So they're the worst team against. Um, so yeah, they're the worst team against the quarterback position. 8K, are you paying up for Kyler Murray here at home against the 49ers? You know, I mean, given given what we're looking at for the uh, for the quarterback position, I feel like you know paying up for for Kyler Murray is uh, is is something that you know you're kind of you're gonna you're gonna want to do. You know, we we've gotten to the point here where we're seeing all of these mobile quarterbacks picking up the extra rushing yards. They pick up the extra points on the touchdown. You could have a mediocre passing day, right? But you get into the end zone once, and all of a sudden it like changes, you know, the complete look. So. You know, I know that there there are some people who are saying that this is a, a trap game for Arizona. Um, but I mean, listen, I think Kyler Murray against uh, I mean, this San Francisco defense just isn't what it used to be. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm fine paying up for uh, for Kyler Murray uh, without a doubt. I, I'm I'm happier to pay up for Kyler Murray than I am to uh, to talk about, you know, doing Tom Brady uh, against Miami or doing Aaron Rodgers against Cincinnati in a game that I think Cincinnati's going to kind of uh, has the potential to upset them. Yeah, I'm with you there as well. I, I actually, you know, I did the quarterback coach and I was looking at, you know, who are the, who are the top quarterbacks that I'm looking to spend up for? Um, you know, I, I included some of those guys that you mentioned. You know, I included Tom Brady because he's thrown nine touchdowns at home this season to just one on the road. Um, you know, but I didn't love it, right? Like he's, I don't feel as confident spending up there. Um, the one quarterback that I do like, if we're if we're looking down a little bit, sort of the top half of the mid tier, uh, is going to be Dak Prescott. Um, you know, seven touchdowns over the last two games. You know, the yardage hasn't been a ton because they haven't needed him to throw. You know, it hasn't really been you know back and forth shootouts in these games, but he's been efficient scoring the football. Um, you know, there's a matchup against a Giants defense which isn't very good. Um, I know I'm expecting Zeke to get a lot of work here, but you know. If the if the Giants offense is actually continues to play as well as it has, maybe they'll need Dak to throw a bit more in a competitive game here. And he's under 7K, which is even more of an appealing spot for me. Yeah, one of the just one of the detractors to Dak right now for me is um is that he doesn't he's not running. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like Dak before the, the the broken ankle easily in the green zone he's taking it himself right you you don't even think twice about it right so he's not he's not running which you know is yeah, he a had little, what, seven rushing touchdowns a few years ago or something yeah like that. so i mean that's a little that's a little disconcerting for me uh you know i do agree that i think that uh you know that that it can be good i'm just i, I gotta be honest like i'm you know i look at this game look at the seven point spread wondering why in the world dallas isn't like favored by more than that and how much is the world buying into Daniel Jones and this whole like you know oh they're, they're you know I was I was doing a um was doing a live stream with the uh, the Football Outsiders guy Scott Spratt and you know one of the things that he pointed out was if you look at the uh, the DVOA the passing DVOA for um, Josh Allen and then you look at it for Daniel Jones and you look and see where they were in each of their first three years it's very similar you know the comparison. That's drawn. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say that Daniel Jones is the next Josh Allen, but can he keep it up? Will he keep it up? This is going to be a really telling game for Daniel Jones as far as, uh, you know, what he's made out of and, and what this Dallas defense is made out of also. So, you know, I'm just, yeah, I, I look at this and I just kind of, I pull back on on Dak Prescott a little bit. Um, and then I, I, I just don't know what to do with Daniel Jones in this one. Yeah. I mean, Jones, it's, it's, he's, it's an interesting spot. Cause again, we've seen teams score fantasy points against Dallas. You know, last week was a lot of garbage time, um, for the Panthers, you know, Dallas jumped out to a big lead. We saw him you know, kind of play softer defense and, and Donald was able to connect on with DJ Moore and whatnot at the end of those games and, and score fantasy points. So you look at Dallas, and their quarterback ranking against uh, their their defense against quarterbacks, and you know quarterbacks have put up good number of fantasy points. But you're right. I mean, I think highly of Dallas's defense. I think that they really turned a corner. I think Trayvon, uh, is it Trayvon Diggs? Do I have that name right there? Is I, you what do is have it? that name correct. Yeah, he, he's a um, you know he's turning into one of the league's better better defenders. He had two picks last week. I mean, 
Um, you know, I agree. He's going to probably be on, on Galladay, and then what's Jones going to do from there? Because there's no Shepard. We're not expecting Slayton, right? You know, so um, questions. Questions there for sure in that matchup. But I think Dak, I can give a little bit of the edge to. Um, Kirk Cousins, coming off a, an atrocious game against the, the Cleveland Browns last week, um, gets a bounce back here home against the Lions team. And Dalvin Cook has admitted that he's not 100%. So, you know, I'm looking at a bounce back game here from Cousins. I love the bounce back for, <clears throat> excuse me, for Cousins. I definitely do. Um, I've been putting some stuff together as like a nice little uh, a little stack. Um, you know, obviously the, the problem is I don't know if Cook's, how much is Cook going to play and is it going to be Madison? So, you know, when I'm like working on some stacks, it's like I got Cousins, I got Jefferson, I got Thielen. <clears throat> do I do Conklin? Something like that. Um, but yeah, I agree with you that, uh, that, that cousins is, uh, is definitely here for a bounce back. I, I can't believe you jumped right over Sam Darnold though. And, you know, for a hundred bucks more, Sammy Darnold against Philadelphia, the dude runs in his own touchdowns. Yeah. Christian McCaffrey's not going to be back. His, his receivers are going up against a secondary. That's putrid. Like, how do you, how do you bypass Sam Darnold? I guess because like are the rushing touchdowns sustainable? It doesn't. I mean, twelve of his fantasy points in each of the last two weeks have come from rushing touchdowns, right? So sure, and, and I know that last week a lot of you know he had those t- passing touchdowns in garbage time. So thirty six fantasy points last week against Dallas. You can't take it away, but you have to at least look at where how he got those. You look at the week before that against Houston, two rushing touchdowns. I mean, sure they could have thrown those touchdowns. But, I mean, like, he had 28 fantasy points, 12 of them because of two rushing scores. So, like, do you really even have a great fantasy game against Houston without the scoring touchdowns if he doesn't get them? I mean, I don't know. I'm skeptical on, on what feels like outlier stats. Now, is, maybe Sam Darnold is going to run for two touchdowns every week, and he'll, he'll, keep, he'll keep it up, right? So, you know, I, I don't know. I'm still I'm – still, I, I still feel like there, for me, there's questions with this Carolina offense because they haven't played really anybody. When they finally did play somebody in Dallas, Dallas was beating them up until they just stopped trying. So, um, yeah, I mean, I guess you can go Darnold. Darnold with DJ Moore, of course, is going to be super popular here. Um, you know, but it's also like kind of a low game total, right? Like, or lower than I think we should expect for for this matchup. Um, you know, if, if you're looking at the two offenses, you know, we're looking at a 45 and a half game total, Howard. Well, I mean, that, doesn't how's, that seem how's a little... going to score? I mean, they put up points every week anyways, though. Do they? It feels like they do. It feels like they do or they do? My perception of them is that, they, that they're capable of scoring points. So they scored 32 against the Falcons, right? Yeah. And they, they put up 11 against the 49ers. Mm-hmm. Uh, they put up 21 against the uh, against the Cowboys. Yeah, and then 30 against Kansas City. And then 30 against Kansas City. But you're looking at the the garbage time against. You well, know, that game wasn't. Gar- it was kind of garbage time, that, but that that last touchdown. It was. It's. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say Mahomes threw a touchdown there at the end to make it a 12 point game. It was a one score game going into like that their final possession. So. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I just look at forty-five and a half, and I and I feel like if, if these offenses are as good as people at least project them to be, and the hype of like I don't know, a forty-five game total to me for a quarterback when there's a bunch of games that are higher, I guess maybe is where I'm off on him. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. You could still win it twenty-eight to seventeen. You can score I four touchdowns, throw for three, run for one. Yeah, if he's, if he's gonna have to, I guess. So I mean, fine, that's fine. Again, I, I don't. Him and DJ Moore have been so good, it's hard for me just to to argue it. You know, I, I think, you know, Cousins, to me, feels like better opportunity against Detroit. But they're both home, so they're they're both fine. I'm not going to – I won't fight with you too much on it, Howard. Uh, Joe Burrow, 61. We already That's talked about, what I like. Yes. We already talked about Green Bay, and they're, they're missing Jair Alexander, and they got a weak secondary. T. Higgins is going to be back. Chase is there. Boyd is there. And no Joe Mixon, uh, we're not expecting, right? So – um, this should be a game where Burrow drops back 40 times, right? You'd like to think so. You hope so. I'm in on Joe Burrow. I'm in on a Bengals stack against Green Bay. I'm in on Joe Burrow. I'm fine with it. 6,100. 
Uh, you know, he doesn't need to be the absolute world beater to make it happen. So uh, I'm good. And that is, you know, with the exception of uh, maybe doing the, uh, the the crazy Jaguars stack, I think that's the, the lowest for, for like a cash game QB. I wouldn't go past Joe Burrow. Okay, interesting. Yeah, you're probably right there. Um, Car against the Bears at home. Any no, no, don't love it. I don't love it. I, you know, I'm just, I'm so, I, you know, I just don't know about the Raiders. Like that's, that's the thing. And you know, it's like one of those teams that you know always, you know, manages to screw me over in the in the betting world. Yeah. But I mean, you know, look at the game that he had against the the Chargers. I mean, here was a guy who Carr went right. He was averaging, averaging 401 passing yards and two touchdowns per game through the first three weeks. And then he goes up against the Chargers, and he takes a dump on himself for 196 and two touchdowns. All right? Doesn't, doesn't, he's not a rushing quarterback. Doesn't do that. Like that, you know, that, like that's typical Derek Carr for me, is like seeing him, you know, light it up against, you know, early on in the season, and then all of a sudden everybody just starts to catch up on him, and, uh, and, and he goes back into the tank. All right, that's fine. Um, any other quarterbacks here? Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess there definitely is one because Trevor Lawrence is a cover of your watch list. Gotta, gotta, gotta go Trevor Lawrence, man. You were you the one who pointed out to me. My big concern here is how much this Urban Meyer nonsense is going to affect the team. And then you told me the story about all the, all the, the Jaguars when practice ended took the middle of the field in a huddle and did the whole, you know, on three, grind right. on three. Yeah, grind on three, yeah. Right, yeah. which, yeah, okay, it's it's nice. It's it's a good way to, like, you know, against your, um, you know, against your coach. So do is this, is this a rallying point for the Jaguars or is this something that's just going to continue to divide this team? I mean... I feel like it should be a rallying point for them because I think they all collectively hate their coach. <laughs> um, you know, so it could be uh, either we're going to continue to lose to get him fired or we're going to win this in spite of him. Um, but it seemed like they were using it as a, as a, uh, a come together moment. So, I mean, it's a great matchup, right? We don't think anything at all of the Tennessee defense. Um, and what I actually, you know, it's weird to say, but losing DJ Chark last week to that ankle injury you saw LaVisca Chenault, you know, his A dot, I think, was like over 12 last week. This is a guy that, you know, was barely getting a ball, you know, over the line of scrimmage before. But now you see him, you know, being used a bit more downfield. You got Marvin Jones and we saw Robinson have, um, you know, have himself a, a really good game last week. And Tennessee isn't going to be in a position to stop them. It's all going to be if Jacksonville stops themselves. Yeah, I agree. All right. Listen, you know, I like it. You know I like it. He's on the cover of the watch list for a reason. So, I mean, cuz I mean, let's face it. This Titans defense is horrendous. Horrendous. There's yeah. nothing to like about this Titans defense. No. There's there really there really isn't. I mean, the Jets, I mean, Wilson looked great against them. So, you know, it's you know, as bad the as Titans big look. defensive play is to run the ball heavy with Derrick Henry. And keep the other team, the other team's offense off the field. Yep, I, that's I, that's their best defense. I agree. I agree so, with you there. Screw um, that. If Lance is active, would you play? No. This yeah. No. Great. Good. He was he's, in the. He's already been named the starting quarterback. Not Lance. I'm sorry. Not if Lance is active. I'm sorry. I, I meant to say if Lance starts, but he is starting. Right. He with starting. Lance, no he interest. Is starting. Yeah. 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 No. No, he's he's in the fades category for me and my DFS QB coach as well. Uh, but a lot of questions in our Discord this week about Lance. Um, you know, not a good spot for him to make his debut there on the road against Arizona. Terrible spot. Uh, running backs, Howard. Uh, you mentioned it already. The Titans' defenses that run the ball. Uh, Derrick Henry against Jacksonville, nine thousand dollars. Derrick Henry against Jacksonville, nine thousand. I mean, it's this is this is the 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 question. You know, he's going to get the volume. You know they're going to try to lead with the run the entire time. It's going to be no different than what we saw against the Jets. Maybe he doesn't carry it 30 times this time. Um, but, I mean, listen, there's there's 
nothing there's nothing to not like about Derrick Henry in this matchup against the Jaguars. There's nothing to not like about it. The always the question is is can you afford him? This is the team that Henry always has that like 90-yard touchdown run against too. Booyah. So, I mean, there's, there's, uh, yeah, where should be, he should be locked in your lineup. He's in my lineups for sure this week. Uh, and everybody's saying there's no way Henry can sustain all that volume 35, 28, and 33 carries over the last three weeks. Uh, it's not even November yet, uh, Howard, and Derrick Henry is, is running over people. Yeah, um, no next running back on the list for me, I go to, I go to Zeke Elliott at 7K. All right, wait, wait, wait. Well, then before you go to all the way down to Zeke yeah. Elliott, listen, I get this question. Every single week. Oh, how come Alvin Kamara is not in the watch list? How come Alvin Kamara is not in the playbook? This Washington defense has not been what they're they're supposed to be doing. The front seven doesn't look as fearsome as 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 it was. Secondary's trash. Alvin Kamara, um, why are you uh, why are you skipping over him? He had zero targets last week. I hear you. He had and look. Again, talk about volume. He's never seen this type of uh, volume in terms of carrying the football. He's had over 20 carries in three of the four weeks of the season. He had 26 for 120 yards against the Giants. That's all great. But he either needs to then score a touchdown or he has to be involved in the passing. Even if it's what he's been doing, which is like three catches for 30 yards, four catches for 25. Like, Give me something in a PPR where you're giving me an extra six fantasy points. I, I need it if he's not scoring touchdowns. He's only scored two touchdowns this season, both in the passing game. The fact that last week is a game where there was 27-21, it went into overtime, and he had zero targets is terrifying to me. So $8,600, are you really spending that much money when you could just find 400 to play Derrick Henry? Like that's, he, he's, that's, he's the ultimate a- contrarian play for me, I think, this week. You're not you're not getting any argument from me about Kamara. You're not. Um, I'm just uh, th- these are these are questions that that we just keep getting hit with, and it's right. it's good to be able to give that answer. So boom, uh, let's try and be a little bit more succinct here when we say why is nobody talking about Aaron Jones? That's a good question. I don't know. I to me, I I think I got worried by the fact that we saw Dylan get 15 carries last week. Um, you know, if, if we're he's got fumbles in back-to-back games, if we're going to start, you know, we all expected AJ Dillon to take over this Jamal Williams role, right? Now that we now that he's not there, and it was a slow start for Dillon. We saw Jones get that three touchdown game, but I mean, like, look at Jones is rushing this season: three point nine, four point three, three point two yards per carry. It's not really running the football that well. He's great in PPR because he's he's their pass catching back. But if, you know, LaFleur used a second-round pick on Dylan, LaFleur was the offensive coordinator when they featured Derrick Henry as much as they had been, and he goes and drafts another big, bulky running back, a la Derrick Henry Light here and A.J. Dillon. I think that 15 carries from Dylan last week, it, you know, it maybe it's something to come, right? Like, if all of a sudden we're going to see a split workload carrying the football and Jones is getting the passing down work, that's going to kill his upside, and I don't want to spend A.K., if that's a direction we're trending, you know, I'd rather wait and see this week and see what the usage is going to be for Aaron Jones moving forward. All right. And you bypassed Austin Eckler, who, let's face it, the best way to neutralize a really good pass rush is to just dump it off to your uh, running back for all those targets as your edge, as the opposition's edge rushers uh, overcommit. Yeah, I do actually mean I like I like Eckler here. It's just again pricing wise, right? Like he's seventy six hundred. Uh, he's he just doesn't he doesn't fit a lot of the builds that I've made so far. Um, he's not a, he's not like a full fade, I guess. And I'm sure he's going to be in your playbook for those for the reasons. He looked great last week, you know, fifteen for one seventeen. But he's not a guy that generally runs for a hundred yards. He's definitely not going to run for a hundred yards against Cleveland. So you really need him to give you what he gave you two weeks ago, which is like the six for 50 or the nine for 60. And he needs a score. So again, like in full PPR, he's going to give you the 20 fantasy points for sure. Probably. Um, You know, I just, I think it's, it's, we're going to see a more likely something in the 50 rushing yard range. And then we need him to give you the hundred total yards with like six catches. So. All right. That's where I'm at with Eckler. Now. 
you can talk about Ezekiel Elliott. All right. Well, it's the Giants. It's Zeke. Uh, you know, while everybody is talking about Tony Pollard, you know, he still got 20 carries for 140 out of Zeke last week and a score. Uh, he's got four rushing touchdowns now over the last three games. You mentioned it yourself. Dak isn't the one making those runs anymore down in the goal line, which I think is great for, for Zeke Elliott here. Um, and the Giants run defense isn't that very good. So, um, you know, if we're expecting Dallas, you mentioned they're a seven point favorite. If they do jump out to a lead because of their defense, they're going to run it down with Zeke um, here. And for everybody who thought he was washed up, I disagree. I think this is, you know, look at the trend of the pricing Howard with him, right? Like he, he had a bad first game against Tampa Bay. They dropped him to 62 on DraftKings, 66, 65, back-to-back really good games. Now he's 7k. Like this is, this is a trend for Elliot where like, he may never be this cheap again. So I just want to, I want to get Zeke now before he's 8K every day for the rest of the season. Um, I love that rationale. I definitely do. Um, I can definitely dig that. All right. So Zeke, I don't mind the questionable tag on him. I hope that Q uh, next to his name kind of keeps ownership down, but that actually might vanish by the, uh, by the end of the, uh, by, yeah, by the time the worst, we start. It's the off. worst thing ever. And, and this is, again, a lot of people who are listening and maybe you're in our discord and you ask us all the time, well, so-and-so is questionable. What should I do? You know, a couple of years ago, the NFL got rid of the probable tag. It's like the most annoying thing they've ever done probably. And they've done a lot of things. Um, so every player is questionable. Even if they, if they're not a full participant in practice, they're questionable, regardless of how close to probable they are. I don't get why they why they got rid of the probable tag. Um, you know, Elliot is probably more closer to probable, I would assume, because he's getting back-to-back limited practices in. He was on a no practice. So um, I feel pretty good about Zeke uh, playing here. If Zeke doesn't play, I mean, Tony Pollard is going to be the chalk of the chalk. He's not even very cheap. He's only 5,600. Um, but, I mean, like, you're going to play all the, all the Tony Pollard here. So... Um, so Elliot's my 7K guy. Howard, under 7K, who's who's your running back to go? Um, I will scroll all the way down, and I will talk about Damian Williams at 5,600. Um, you know, listen, I, I I think that the Raiders' run defense is is not good. I think that they uh, they're weak against running back pass plays. Um, they rank 22nd in DVOA against them. I, you know, listen, I think that there's. There's a lot to like here about Damian Williams in the sense that he knows the offensive scheme because it's basically a knockoff of an Andy Reid system where Damian Williams already succeeded in with the Chiefs. Um, what we've seen now is the the, uh, the the team is not afraid to uh, to throw 15 to seven 15 to 18 touches the running backs way. Montgomery was getting all of that. Um, I think Damian Williams is more than capable of handling that workload. And you got to take some of the pressure off of Justin Fields. Um, You know, I mean, obviously Matt Nagy was handling him with kid gloves to start. And, you know, all the nonsense of, well, Andy Dalton's still my starting quarterback when he's healthy. You know, all that, that, that garbage. You know, he obviously doesn't want or doesn't feel that Fields should be thrown to the wolves like that. So... <clears throat> You know, for a pass catching running back uh, against the Raiders, I, I, I can I can dig me some Damian Williams uh, at fifty six hundred. Yeah, I, th- I think Williams is going to be one of the popular, um, you know, mid tier backs this week for for all of the same reasons that you just mentioned there. Um, the fact that he did look good last week in his limited carries as well, uh, people are going to remember that he's fifty six hundred, which is going to help people uh, a lot of bills this week, especially if they're looking to spend up potentially a quarterback for someone like uh, Kyler Murray and, you know, Derek Henry getting someone in that mid 5k range um, is going to go there. I, I also like Kareem Hunt Howard, um, mm-hmm. you know, as frustrating as it is for you probably being, you know, you know, in your, your chubby O's or whatever the heck that cereal is called. Um, that Chub you bought. Crunch. Chub, Chub Crunch. crunch. Right. right. I keep calling it chubby O's cause I think it's a better name, but Chub Crunch, um, you know, Listen, I, don't, I don't I don't care what your fiance calls you. All right. <laughs> You're not naming my breakfast cereal after you. So, you know, <laughs> the, the Browns seemingly don't care where on the field they are. Like if Kareem Hunt's out there, he's just going to be the one to get the carries. It doesn't matter if they're inside the 10. They're not going to bring Chubb in if Chubb's not already out there. Um, and the fact that Kareem Hunt has three rushing touchdowns already on the season 
Plus, he's been getting work in the past game. You know, it wasn't as highly, wasn't as much as I thought it would have been last week, but it was only a 14 to 7 game. You know, but he had the six catches, seven targets the week before against Chicago. Um, you know, with no Jarvis Landry still, I think Kareem Hunt at 5,800 is still going a bit overlooked. He's even cheaper this week than he was last week. Yeah, I'm fine with that. I'm definitely fine with Kareem Hunt. Um, James Conner might be of some interest if uh, if Chase Edmonds is out. Even if Chase Edmonds plays, though, Howard, like they, they're sticking true to what their roles were, right? They told us that Conner was going to be their guy that's going to get the – the goal line carries got four rushing touchdowns the last two weeks. So right, but there's this, there's there's no there's no ceiling, and he's not a pass catcher. Well, so if I'm looking if I'm looking for some upside, I mean maybe you know in, in, if if Edmonds is even if Edmonds is in, but like a cash game on Fanduel maybe. Um, uh, I mean yeah, or I I mean I think he's probably if you're making a bunch of lineups for GBP, like you can, if you get two touchdowns on a Connor, I mean. At fifty six hundred, he gives you twenty fantasy points. You're paying, you're paying that off. So, um, so you think he's just going to do that? He's just going to keep scoring two touchdowns a week. So I think that it's more probable <laughs> that he runs two touchdowns and then Sam Donald runs two touchdowns. And is if, if that's what you're asking, um, I don't know. We're looking at a really good offense in Arizona, and when they have gotten down to the the red zone, it, it's been Connor, not Kyler Murray, uh, who I thought would maybe be running more touchdowns in, but it's they have been handing it off to Connor. So. Um, yeah, it's a little bit riskier, but I, I think it's if you're if you're making multiple lineups this week, um, you know you want to want to chase the touchdowns. It's a good position to be in there. Um, any love for Damian Harris going up against Houston? Um, yes, I do, and and I'll use him on Fanduel. I have him in the watch list. Um, I, I don't see anything wrong with watching Damian Harris just run all over this uh, this this putrid putrid Houston Texans team. Yep. Uh, anybody else? Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to use him, but I'm going to watch real closely. I want to see what Elijah Mitchell does now that he's back in uh, in San Francisco. It's not a great matchup, but I'll, I'll take a look at that. Would you – does J.D. McKissick appeal to you at all with this? No. Okay. okay. <laughs> so, which means he's going to score – 32 fantasy points. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. The Gibson came out and said he's got a shin fracture. So, like, he's going to play through it. But, I mean, I don't know. Just, yeah. Yeah, the problem is is that New Orleans defense is really no joke. Like, you know, they, they have some some holes in the, in, the, in the secondary there. But, you know, yeah, they I mean, run they're defense. Run they're not going to run it with McKissick. He'd be – he'd just – they're right, running but, McKissick would be the dump-offs, you know. Right. So, New Orleans ranks 14th in DVOA. Uh, to running back pass plays, and they're only giving up about 45 yards. All right. Okay. Yeah, I'm just not in it. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, wide receivers here. Um, yeah, I haven't found myself spending up at wide receiver at all, really, this season. Um, I don't really think you have to do it this week again. Is you know who who are the top tier receivers that you, you know, maybe you're you're keying in on this week, Howard. Well, I, you know what? I'm I'm in that same mindset too. I feel like receiver is super deep, and the mid tier pricing is uh, is is where you're hitting your your mark the most. You're getting the most value out of it. I mean, you know, this week I love Devontae Adams against Cincinnati, right? I love Justin Jefferson uh, against Detroit. Yeah, Jefferson Detroit was probably the guy for me. If I was looking, it's him and McLaurin. If I'm spending up, it's it's probably him and McLaurin. Um, I know you liked, if you mean, if you liked Sam Darnold, you have to be going DJ Moore, right? So, uh, if you're playing that stack. Yeah, 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 yeah. DJ Moore is definitely, uh, I, I like him more than, you know, like I hear there's supposed to be some rain in, uh, in, in Washington. Okay. So I worry about McLaurin there. Sure. DJ Moore, I'm definitely in on, um, you know, even like, you know, I like Mike Williams, but. It's not a great matchup for him. I, uh, I I look at you know Debo Samuel uh, again. It's Trey Lance under center, so I'm you know I'm I'm kind of off of that. Um, I'm looking I, I'm looking further down. Do you like, do you believe in AJ Brown this week? I mean, I wish I could. You know, I, I just I, you know I don't know with his with his health, his hammy. Yeah, I'm not really sure. That's I feel like it's we're gonna be trapped. It's it's a matchup against Jacksonville. He's played, you know, full participant back-to-back days, and then like three snaps in, the hamstring pulls on him, and he's out again. 
right? Yeah. Like, right? Who wants that for for two hundred less? Give me Chris Godwin, right? For Saint Bryce, you get Keenan Allen. I know you said it's not a great matchup for for Mike Williams, but I feel like Keenan Allen is more reliable in terms of a volume standpoint mm-hmm. uh, than than Mike than Mike Williams is. Colby uh, Conway makes a Colby made a good point in the wide receiver article, which is one of the reasons why I added Godwin to my watch list. Um, talking about you know Godwin and it's Godwin and Evans in in you know two receiver sets. When they bring in Antonio Brown, they go to a three receiver set. Godwin moves over to the slot, and that is where Miami is most vulnerable. It's not the corners, not the edges. You know, you got, you know, what, Xavier Howard and I don't even know who the, who's the other, Byron Murphy. Yeah. Right? On the other side there. But then, you know, in the slot, it's like Justin Coleman or Nick Needham. And those guys suck. <laughs> that I feel like Godwin uh, really at 6,300 gives you a, a really nice value. Yeah. I recorded the seasonal fantasy podcast um, for Fantasy Long with Coop. Uh, and Coop blew my mind uh, last night when I was recording with him. Uh, I didn't realize Antonio Brown had 11 targets last week. Uh, it didn't seem like he had 11 targets watching that game against New England. I, I felt like I almost didn't even see him on the field until like those missed touchdown throws to the end. Seven catches on 11 targets for 63 yards. Um, you know, with Gronk out, you know, Brown potentially becomes uh, much more involved. Really, you know, if it could have just been also that game was a bit competitive, but. Um, you know, I, I thought that was kind of an interesting, um, an interesting number because never in my, I, I really didn't imagine him being targeted that often. Right. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't realize that he had 11 either. Yeah. I still like Godwin this week. Yeah, that's fun. Uh, It's like, it's like I had that, that, that feeling about Mike Evans and he had ended up with two touchdowns that game. He did. Yeah. Yep. Um, what's going on with these Dallas receivers? They're what not is going anymore. on with these Dallas receivers? They're become they're becoming unreliable because Dak is learning to spread the ball around real nicely, and they're utilizing the tight ends so much. Yeah, frustrating because they're both very good receivers. They're and great Schultz receivers. Dalton Schultz is getting all the touchdowns. Yeah, it's it's very very frustrating. Very very frustrating. Um, but yeah, I mean it's uh, it's it's tough to put your trust into them. Uh, Marvin Jones Jr. fifty-seven hundred. Yes. 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 Just a yes. Just just a just a flat out yes. Do, <laughs> do I have to talk about how bad Tennessee's secondary is again? You don't. I I I, I will if you want me to. Nope, they're very bad. We know. We, we I, my I mean Howard, you're you're obviously a Jets fan. When you saw Zach Wilson point to Corey Davis and just say no, run further downfield. I got you, and then throw that touchdown over the entire secondary. Uh, while he was calling his shot, essentially, of where he was going. I mean, that had to make it move a little, right? All that, all that told me was I'm going to keep targeting wide receivers against the Titans every <laughs> every single week. Yeah, so I agree with you there. Uh, Marvin Jones, fantastic. Uh, at 57 again. Jacoby Myers the, uh, tweeted out, someone tweeted out the other day, he has the most receptions in NFL history without a touchdown um, scored yet. But, I mean, for a good dude who hasn't scored touchdowns, he has 18 and 17 DraftKings points the last two weeks uh, against Houston here, uh, 5,600. Yeah. Wouldn't you rather go Jamar Chase for $200 more? Yeah, Chase for 200 Well, again, if you're stacking, I mean, you can play them. This is what I'm saying. Play them both, right? Like, you don't have to spend up at receiver because Jamar Chase is 58. We mentioned Marvin Jones at 57. Um you know, you, you Myers said at 56. Uh, Myers at 56, <laughs> right? Uh, T. Higgins is 5K if you wanted to, you know, trust him on his return. Um, we mentioned Antonio Brown is 11 targets, is 52. Your favorite receiver, AJ Green, is 51. I mean, you know, this whole this whole tier, um, super cheap. So, yeah, it's 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 fantastic value. It's making things a, a lot better. It is making things love. I mean, even Tyler Boyd. You, Tyler Boyd maybe slept on with Chase and, and T. Higgins. You know, Higgins coming back, but I mean, that man last week nine for one eighteen. You know, so um, you know he's fifty three hundred. See, Robbie Anderson had a bunch of targets last week. If you think it's going to be a competitive game, Howard. Yeah, sure. Okay, not really interested there. Uh, Visca Chenault's forty eight. I know you're probably in there. 
Um, yep. Tennessee. And... <laughs> if Devontae Parker doesn't play, would you do Jalen Waddle against his bad Tampa secondary? Um, you know, I, I don't mind it, but I probably, I, I probably won't. I just can't, I can't put any kind of trust into this Miami offense. They looked so bad. Jacoby Brissett looks so bad. I yeah. can't do it. I can't. I won't. He had that. Weird... I'd rather, I'd rather put Quintez Cephas in there. Oh, well, if you're going to mention Quintez Cephas, what about Khalif Raymond? He had two touchdowns last week. What about Khalif Raymond? I don't know. I'm asking you. He's the guy's had 16 targets over the last two weeks. Yeah. yeah. Sunshine's uh, sun on a dog's ass at least once. Do you feel the same way about Darnell Mooney? Yeah. I, again, I'm I'm just not sure what the, what what happens with Fields. Fields, who's the only one that Fields wanted the throw to last week, it seemed like. I understand that, but then all of a sudden, maybe Allen Robinson went and gave. Justin Fields a code red. <laughs> I mean, as somebody that has Allen Robinson and a lot of his best ball teams, I would appreciate uh, <laughs> some more looks going his way. So well, there you go. There you have it. Um, Kendrick Bourne, Katarius Tony, any interest there? No, not really. I mean, again, those are the value plays for me this week, really. Right, Bourne, but you Tony. don't even need to go that far down. Yeah. I agree. I mean, if you just if you hang out in that like mid tier of wide receiver, you know, and then you know you, you find a, a a bargain. I mean, I I think we know where we're going for our big bargain. This, this we are. Year. Let's just let's just show the tight end so we can stop bearing the lead here. Um, <laughs> Waller's the top price tight end because there's no Kelsey. Kittle is doubtful. Hawkinson's questioning questionable. Gronk is out. So I'm not really touching any of the top tight end guys. Do you like Waller this week? I mean, you know, you weren't in on Carr, so. Yeah, I'm not particularly. I, I don't love the matchup for Waller either. Chicago's linebackers do a good job. Um, you know, they, they, they again, because you're, you're, you're really only focusing your attention on one really strong pass catcher. Yes, I know you love Hunter Renfro. Yes, Brian Edwards is a guy who, you know, fourth quarter wonder. Uh, but there's just there's not a lot to love about that. So you you know you're going to start seeing, you know, teams keying in on Darren Waller a lot more. That why do I want to pay up 7,300? You know when when I'm seeing that you know yeah I could I could play I could play tight end roulette with. I have two under three thousand dollar tight ends this week, Howard. So you have two under three thousand. All right. So I'll also then I'll, let me just say this. I'll say this. <clears throat> you can get away with or, or just utilize Dalton Schultz, Mike Gesicki, Hunter Henry, mm-hmm. uh, Jonu Smith. Like those those guys are definite options. Tyler Conklin, Jared Cook. Sure. There's nobody who stands out and moves the needle from that group. You know, you just there's there's too, so many mouths to feed in Dallas that it doesn't matter how good of a of a of a week Dalton Schultz had. You don't know if he's ever going to if he's going to see that again. Right. So it you know when you're when you're looking at those mid-tier tight ends, why bother? To me, it's like Waller or or just do a complete punt. Yes. And four punts this week, Howard. I have two, like I mentioned. Uh one of them is in the watch list, uh, and that is Ricky Seals Jones. Mm-hmm. Uh we know Logan Thomas is out on IR. Uh last week, Ricky Seals Jones played 92% of the offensive snaps. Uh, he had just two catches on four targets for 19 yards, so not exactly eye-popping production there, um, despite being on the field as much as he was. Um, but he ran a lot of routes, which is nice. He ran a lot of routes at wide receiver, um, which is great as well, um, which is exactly what you want out of your tight end. You don't want your tight end in there blocking on passing plays. That is not Ricky Seals-Jones. Ricky Seals-Jones is a pass-catching tight end. Uh, we saw him catch that great touchdown pass uh, against the Giants a few weeks back. Uh, you know, New Orleans defense has some trouble at times in the secondary. Um, and he's stone cold man. He's $2,500. So if you're looking for a true punt play for a player that's going to be on the field a lot this week against New Orleans, and now they're running back, and you can't really run against New Orleans anyways. He's injured. You're going to have to throw a lot. Um, you don't know if Curtis Samuel oh, – well, that's actually uh, – we'll go back for a second. But Ricky Seals-Jones, 2500 against New Orleans is great. Howard, Curtis Samuel's min-priced $3,000 as a wide receiver, by the way, still on DraftKings. Yeah, so. yeah. And he's, you know, I mean, we're not 
you know, what's going on with him. I he know that a, um, he's got full practice in. So, okay. Something to look at there. I, I forgot I forgot about that until I remembered Ricky Seals Jones that Samuel was, was 3K. So, um, potential, potential if you're looking to. Throw oh, it's Cam Sims. That's right. Cam Sims and Diami Brown are both out for yeah. Washington. Um, and again, we are we're going to have to keep an eye on the weather in that game, too. Right. True. 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 Um, so Ricky Seals Jones, 2,500. Then, of course, uh, my other guy here, Dan Arnold, $2,900. Mm-hmm. Got traded on a Monday and was in the game for uh, Jacksonville on that Thursday against Cincinnati. He had two targets, two receptions, but they actually had play designs for him already. Um, and this is another sort of like Urban Meyer thing that if you've been following Andrew Cooper at all on Twitter, he's just been enamored with how the Jaguars have used their tight ends. They're not even, they weren't even skillful tight ends, but like James O'Shaughnessy was getting like Travis Kelsey like usage in terms of snaps as a wide receiver. Like they, you know, they're every tight end that has been put into a starting role with Jacksonville has been used purely as a receiver. Uh, and he even went all the way back to Urban Meyer when he was with Florida and Aaron Hernandez is like the team's leading receiver as their tight end where he just lined them up basically as their big slot. Uh, and now you have no DJ Chark. Um, and the fact that they brought in Dan Arnold to be the pass catching tight end um, on this offense, he's going to get a lot more usage, um, you know, being with the team now a little bit longer for 2,900. I think Dan Arnold against this very bad Titans defense is another guy worth throwing in probably the dartboard this week, Howard. Very possible that he makes the playbook. I don't even know. I mean, listen. Yeah, very, I, I, it's true. Very possibly makes the playbook. After you that. know I'm a fan. I was a fan when he was with Carolina. I thought that was a nice pickup by them. Mm-hmm. They made the trade. They sent him over. You know Urban Meyer loves him. Yeah. You mean, right. <laughs> he got him. So, <laughs> uh, you know, that's that's kind of, you know, I saw that. I was like, oh, he's under 3K. That's great. Uh, you know, he played 35% of the snaps uh, on three days notice. So, I mean, like. Yeah. He's gonna. He's gonna be you, out. You don't even have to convince me, John. This is like I'm. I'm punting tight end this week. Okay, perfect. So Ricky Seals Jones slate. and Dan Arnold are the two tight end punts for me this week. Um, personally, I think that there's. Um, yeah, I like Hunter Henry. You know, again, I think that he's starting to come out of his shell a little bit more. And we know Houston's bad. I think that's probably a good mid tier. It's like a, a cash game play for me. It's probably Hunter Henry this week. Um, you know, going up against Houston, but I'm, I'm with you uh, the rest of the way here. Let's go to defense then, Howard. Um, where are we spending? Are we spending up? I mean, yeah, this is the one that I find a little bit on the troubling side here. Like, I think the Pats D is obviously a great call against Davis Mills and and Houston. I'm, yeah, I'm not a fan of theirs. Bill Belichick, Ricky quarterback, right? Um, you know, I, I really, I, I don't like a lot of the matchups just for defense. I mean, you, you could go with the Vikings. You know, one of the problems is, is that just because it's a, it's a good matchup doesn't change the fact that it's still a shitty defense. Mm-hmm. And so, they've been you know, getting a lot of sacks lately though. I mean, I'm that's... looking for turnovers. That's what okay. I want. I, I yeah. want turnovers. That's true. And the Cardinals are a big turnover team. So I like them a lot against Trey Lance. I can't believe they're only 2,900. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and if you and if you you're if you're a believer that maybe Daniel Jones is gonna, does he turn into the pumpkin? What's that? What's that analogy? The the carriage turns into the pumpkin. I don't know. Anyways, if you think that he's gonna start turning the football over, uh, you have the Dallas Cowboys at twenty eight hundred at home as well. That's that was my other defense right there. I was just gonna say. You know, it's like I, I, I could I, I could pay up for the Patriots if I want, and maybe I'll, I'll think about that when I'm putting together some cash game lineups. But when I'm putting together, you know, like some GPP stuff, I think I'm going to be living living large with the Cardinals and the Cowboys this week. I like it. I, I'm probably going to go with you there as well. I'll throw my obligatory uh, Steelers at home play, uh, even even though I know that you're saying that it hasn't been good. Um, you know, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, Teddy Bridgewater doesn't excite me. You know, I don't, I don't really think much of, of of that Denver offense. I think they've been a victim, or not a victim. They've benefited from playing an easy schedule, and then they finally faced a good team, a good defense last week, and 
Baltimore and they got stomped out. Uh, now they're going on the road here, uh, going into Pittsburgh. Uh, I'd be willing to take a shot there. Cincinnati Bengals, sleeper day. Could be. Could be a sleeper day. I just feel like this game, I feel like the Packers brick it. Min Price. If it rains, would you go Washington at 23? <coughs> um, It's interesting, but probably not. Okay. That's probably all I got there. All right. Did you, uh, did you, did make you a put together a lineup, John? Put together a little lineup, Howard. I put together a little lineup, too. All righty. Why don't you go ahead and give your lineup off? Why do I have to go first? Why don't right, you fine, go? I'll go first. I got Joe Burrow at quarterback, $6,100. I got Derrick Henry at running back. I got Zeke Elliott at running back. I double stacked the Bengals receivers here with Chase and Higgins. So we're going to borrow Chase Higgins. Um, Justin Jefferson is my other receiver. I did double tight ends with Dan Arnold and Hunter Henry. And my defense is the Dallas Cowboys. And that is exactly all the money that I was afforded. All right. I um, <clears throat> have Trevor Lawrence as my quarterback. Okay. 5,800. Uh, Derek Henry obviously can fit him. Uh, I'm a big Damian Williams supporter this week. And, uh, and I'm going to stand by that. My wide receivers, uh, DJ Moore, Marvin Jones, LaVisca Chenault. Yep, that's right. There's my Jaguar stack of Lawrence, Jones, and Chenault with Derrick Henry coming back on that stack. Uh, my tight end is Ricky Seals-Jones. My flex is Chris Godwin. Okay. And my defense is the Dallas Cowboys. you have any money left over? I have $0 left over. Okay. Well, there we are. Both of us, $0. Uh, that is our podcast lineup. Uh, I'll enter mine in. I know uh, things are more than likely going to change uh, as we come into Sunday. Everything always does. Uh, Playbook will be out on Saturday. Watchlist will be out on Saturday. Um, all the content is already available in terms of coaches. As you're listening to this now, we'll have the Contrarian Corner video, video out on Saturday as well. Example lineups on Sunday. Live stream with Howard and I on Sunday, 11 to 12. Uh, you can get all your live questions answered from our Discord and the live stream QA channel, uh, leading you into a lineup lock as always. Uh, and Howard, uh, any final thoughts? Want to send us out here today? Yeah, my final thought is fantasyalarm.com slash beatbender. If this contest doesn't fill, I'm not answering a single start sit question on Twitter again. Wow, that's that's uh. It's a bold statement there, Howard. It's, uh, a, it's a bold statement, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off. All right, so make sure you go over there. That's fantasyland.com slash beatbender. That's the, uh, the Yahoo contest, right, Howard? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So everybody go over there, uh, enter the beatbender contest. Uh, if you beat Howard Bender, what do we get? An extra prize, right, if you beat him? You get, an extra, you get an extra $10 in contest credit in order to make that happen. So everybody – so here's the thing is that it's risk-free. Okay, everybody gets at least their money back. And then if you beat me, then you get an extra $10 in credit. That sounds tasty. Right? I mean, like, it makes no sense. It is a risk-free contest. So, uh, yeah, again, it's uh, fantasyalarm.com slash beatbender. Jump in, risk-free, enjoy it. Mazel tov if you beat me. You're probably not gonna, but that's okay. That's that is okay. okay. But maybe this week you'll be the next uh, millionaire, you know? So I just gave uh, you the million dollar lineup. I entered that in the uh, in the millionaire and I put it into the uh, into the play action as well. Awesome. Awesome. Well, everybody, good luck this week. You know where to find Howard and I on Twitter. And of course, you can get us uh, Sunday morning in the live stream. We will catch you next week. <laughs>